Accelerate Service 2016 promises to be an inspiring, engaging, and educational two-day conference focused on and dedicated to five-star customer service. In addition to the amazing content you will receive over the two-day event, you will also be contributing to a larger vision of raising funds for Three Square Food Bank, a subsidiary of Feeding America, who serves food insecure residents in Southern Nevada. Make sure to check out Accelerate2016.com. That is Excel with two L's, Accelerate2016.com. Welcome to episode 157 of Crack the Customer Code. I'm Jeannie Walters, and I'm here with the Maharaja of magnificent customer service, Adam Toporek. Hi, Adam. Hello, Jeannie. Thank you for my nice <laughs> new title. I'm going to take it out for a spin one day. I, I keep saying you need to keep track and then create just the longest business card ever. <laughs> we are going to do it. <laughs> that would be so awesome. <laughs> I know. It's just going to trail behind me like a wedding yeah. train, you know. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> I can. <laughs> so what are we talking about today? Well, I'm incentivized to move on to our topic, Jeannie. Wow. Well done. Thank well you. done, sir. <laughs> because we're going to talk about incentives, which has been in the news a bit lately as of late. And, you know, one of the things about incentives when you look at managing teams and this goes for frontline teams, to managers, to supervisors, to vice president level, that if you don't have the right incentives in the right place, you can get what's called skewed incentives. And mm -hmm. you can get behaviors that are not what you desired when you put the incentives in place in the first place. So That's true. And we've all seen a lot of this in our careers, I'm sure. But let's talk a little bit about how that happens, number one, and number two, how you can avoid it when possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's a really good topic to kind of unpack because a lot of these start with the right idea. Uh, people say, we want this outcome. We want more customers. So let's incentivize people to bring in more customers. It sounds so simple. <laughs> and yet it's so complex because if you incentivize that behavior, for instance, of acquisition, of getting more new, 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 and that's it, if you don't also put kind of an equal weight on keeping the customers that you have happy and retention and loyalty and all those things that we talk about, then you're going to basically have a bunch of people who care so much about getting a new customer that they're incentivized to actually ignore the customer once they become, once they actually make the sale. So it's things like that, that we really are encouraging people to think through of what's that balance look like? And what are you actually giving up if you incentivize one behavior over another? Especially when you look at, you know, obviously we talk all the time about customer experience and the totality of the customer journey. So mm -hmm. when you incentivize a piece, whatever that may be, NPS score, mm -hmm. sales closing, mm -hmm. you know, some retention metric that is simply retention, but is sort of devoid of satisfaction and some of the other measures, you know, you can retain somebody by boxing them in. Right, so exactly. It's looking at the, and forgive this because this is a very specific term, it's looking at sort of the 360 view, 360 mm -hmm. connects. I don't know. Somebody <laughs> may believe in this concept. Huh. Who, huh. who might do Fascinating. that? Fascinating. 
but but that's I mean you know to your business's uh, title <laughs> that it's a, but it's a very true thing because when you look at these incentives in isolation and when they're treated in isolation and when particularly they are managed in isolation you get all sorts of negative effects and we just saw this recently in the news with Wells Fargo and they created all uh, literally just made up accounts made up email mm-hmm. addresses made up accounts mm-hmm. unfortunately yep uh, because the incentives were there to do that mm-hmm. and obviously the audit controls and either were not there or were not there for the uh, you know managerial level <laughs> you know they they were in mm-hmm. on the incentives yeah i mean it it became very complicated and part of it is that if we look at numbers and if we basically say this number just to your point like nps is it that's it that's all we care about if we if we look at something like that it's so easy to then forget that those numbers are attached to real people. <laughs> they <Right>. are <laughs> part of people's lives. And so I think whenever we're talking about incentives with our clients, one of the things that we talk about is, okay, what's the business outcome you want? And then what is actually the bigger outcome? Like, what? how do you want people to feel about this? How do you want your employees to go home and, you know, feel about their jobs, all of these things. Because if you don't actually look at that quote unquote softer stuff, everything becomes a number, everything becomes dehumanized. And it really starts working against the, uh, in the intention of the incentive. So I would, I would really ask the question too, of like, it's not just about this outcome. Because to your point, it is about the totality of the customer journey. So let's say you get a customer in and they give you an NPS score the first month of a nine. And then by the sixth month, they're giving you a five. But if you're only talking about that first month, it's really easy to be like, yay, look at us. We've got all these new customers and they're all giving us nines. If you're not looking at everything, then you're basically ignoring the feedback that your customers are trying to give you as well. So it really is. It's it's a full circle. It's complex and it's something that's nuanced that I think a lot of folks it's easy to overlook right and I think you have to have controls not for the sake of being overbearing or mm-hmm. make having that as a cultural thing but having it simply as a check and balance right that incentives right. You, know, you don't is how you use the controls is the cultural thing how you impl- mm-hmm. you know how you sort of use them to audit and use them when they're being violated but you need to have those controls because Let's take a large company, for example. This is a classic large company trap. Mm-hmm. Sales is incentivized to sell, and so that's great. And they say all kinds of stories about what the customer experience is going to be like. They close the sale, and then the customer experience is nothing like that. Right. Because they don't <laughs> care. You know, This happens in larger companies. I mean, this is, you've got to look at not only incentives in a, at a department level or division mm-hmm. level. You've got to look at them across the entire organization because that's how the customer is experiencing the entire journey. Now, it's mm-hmm. easier for small businesses to see how the parts fit together. But it gets really tricky when you've got these different silos and different, uh, you know, vice presidents and things like mm-hmm. that that are being incentivized mm-hmm. based on very defined, isolated performance metrics that can seriously have downstream effects. Well, I'm I'm nodding my head vigorously in agreement, which is really good for an audio podcast. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> <laughs> very very helpful. <laughs> <laughs> but I, you know, I think this is where. 
this is what can develop into fiefdoms too. So if you have a big organization and you are incentivizing this vice president of marketing almost against this vice president of, uh, you know, sales or whatever, um, if there's only so much in the pie to split, then they're going to work against each other. They're going to protect their territory, whether they know it or not. And so it's, you know, it's classic to go into any large organization and hear from the salespeople that say, yeah, we're selling and selling and selling. And then those account managers don't know what they're doing. And then the account managers come to you and they say, actually, they've promised them the moon and the sun and the stars. <laughs> and we, <laughs> that's not what we do. We can't deliver it. So there's all this conflict that, you know, they both think they're doing the right thing because they're incentivized to behave that way. And so, and another one, I mean, we've talked about this one before too. When you incent your uh, call center reps to limit their time on the call. Well, what are you really accomplishing there? Are you accomplishing the best customer service? Probably not. You might even be encouraging them to hang up on customers, which happens when when that's a metric that's really really followed and that's what they're rewarded on. So it's it's I think what we're trying to do here is just encourage everybody like it's not just about the one number. It's not just about the one incentive. It's about something so much bigger. And if you're not connecting these dots, your customer experience will suffer. There is no doubt about it. Absolutely. And I think so. some of the takeaways I'd add for uh, our audience is, one, look at what incentives you have and look at balanced incentives. Look at mm -hmm. incentives that, you know, if it can be played in one way, it would negatively affect another incentive. Right. For instance, sales and retention, potentially, depending mm -hmm. on the situation. Two, when you're managing employees, you've got to manage more than the numbers, more than the things that can be measured, because that's the easy part. And that's why we default to it. It's really easy. Okay, you <laughs> sold X or you didn't sell yep. X. Bill yep. sold Y and, you know, he's, get, he's mm -hmm. getting the Lamborghini and you're, you're mm -hmm. getting, a, you know, I don't know, a <laughs> Philly cheesesteak. Like uh, <laughs> what was that movie with Alec Baldwin? ABC. Always oh, right. Be always be closing. Yes. Glenn. Third place, fire. <laughs> <laughs> Second place, a set of Ginsu knives. <laughs> Steak knives, right? Yep. Uh, yeah. Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross for those uh, film That's buffs it. out there. A brilliant, brilliant movie about sales and character-driven study. So we are <laughs> here at Crack the Film Code. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I think look at those things. And but when you manage, you you've got to get past the simple incentives and look at total performance reviews. All those there's so much out there now mm -hmm. about what incentivizes. And but and you know what? From the front lines, I can say this: it's not bad to have incentives. It's not bad to have metrics. But you've got to know how to use them. Mm -hmm. It's not what drives people. Big picture. Right? It's not. Right. It's not what contributes. I mean, they've. That, you know, when you look at studies of employee satisfaction and the things that contribute to it, uh, it's hitting a number right. <laughs> usually isn't on that list. Now, there can be some right. things about goals. So I, I think you really do have to look at the whole picture. And the larger the organization, the tougher that is. And that's when, it, you know, mm -hmm. hey, CEOs, we're talking to you. You've, yeah. got, you've got to be the one that makes sure this is the cultural impetus and that somebody is looking at the whole organization as a holistic mm -hmm. entity. Yeah, and I think it's fair to say that sometimes it's just about doing the right thing. And that is not always easy to quantify and put into these incentives and reward people for that. So make sure you're looking for those moments where you're catching your people doing something right, regardless of the incentives. 
I would say discovering would be a more positive word than catching, but okay, whatever. <laughs> that's it's from that book from years and years ago, yeah, that that's famous awesome. management book, but which I can't remember right now either. <laughs> so you're welcome, everybody. Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, great movie. Yeah. Watch it. <laughs> All right. Well, we hope you enjoyed episode one five seven of Crack the Customer Code. A big thanks to our sponsor, the Accelerate Service 2016 Conference. Accelerate Service 2016 promises to be an inspiring, engaging, and educational two-day event focused on five-star customer service. To learn more, go to Accelerate2016.com. That's Accelerate2016.com. And also, don't forget to subscribe because Jeannie loves feedback. <laughs> I'm Jeannie Walters. Stay current on the latest customer experience trends and insights and see my TEDx talk at 360connects.com. And thank you to audible.com for sponsoring this episode. Get your own audiobook and a free 30-day trial at audibletrial.com slash customer code. And I'm Adam DePore. You can connect with me and find out more about our customer service workshops and training at customersthatstick.com. Until next time, take care of yourself. And take care of your customers. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.